0: Today, in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes.
1: It's important really to make sure you have a plan, and because everyone that has an attitude a lot of times will experience lots of problems during a recession. Be very careful during recessions, and you have to make sure you're looking at lots of markets. So these are some of the conclusions. The main thing is I would say is that I do believe we are going into recession. I think we're already in one. I think that, that if you are in a transactional practice area in a major city, which would be corporate, real estate, finance, uh, those sorts of practice areas, I think that it's going to be very difficult in the next several months. If it's not already there, I think that you're. Your options are to stay employed with your existing firm or to keep your business. But and then your other options, of course, are to move to other markets during during what's happening. And if it was me, I would, of course, do my best to stay employed where I'm at. But I, I do think it's extremely important to monitor the market. I have a lot of information on BCG of articles and other things that I've written. and And if I would become a student of a lot of the stuff. And I it's not that I know anything special or I have any special skills. It's the reason I. have have all this information is because I've been doing this for, it's all I do. And uh, and I've watched this and I've been doing nothing but this. It's not, I don't dabble. I'm not doing multiple things. It's all I do is legal careers. And so I have a lot of information that I that is there that can help you with all this stuff. But it's important really to make sure you have a plan because so many people, and when I see many people, like tens of thousands, when the market turns, have lots of problems and, and it's not good. And especially if you were If you're a young attorney, meaning if you started your career in the past couple of years, when there's been a lot of demand and the market's been doing very well, you've been artificially carried along by being told that you're great and by having your salaries increasing and all these things. And it's just, it doesn't last all the people, and especially if you have entitlement issues and believe that you have... Whatever you can't, it doesn't work. And I see this all the time. It's crazy. And because everyone that has an attitude, a lot of times will experience lots of problems during a recession. You'll the, be the first to let go. Another thing I would say, and I don't want to harbor on this because I don't like having negative type news, but if you are let go during a recession, the problem is law firms will, and they did this back in 2008 or 11. I don't know if they would still do it, but They'll say, we're not, we don't want to hire people. They will literally put this on ads. We don't want to hire anybody that's been laid off. Don't, and if a recruiter sends someone to them, they won't interview them. It's just, it's crazy. There's just no, they, and the reason is because if you're laid off or you lose your job, the perception is that not everybody in your firm lost their job and they kept the good people and they let go of the people that may have not been doing good work were dead weight We're cutting, who knows. But th- this is what happens. And so it's very important for you to stay employed or to, take action to make sure that you find a position to protect yourself. This is hugely important because your career can come to a standstill. The reason I emphasize this so much, and again, I'm not trying to tell you to to use any of my services or anything. I'm just telling you that this is how important this is. I just see so many lives destroyed and families destroyed because you're by this. Because it's nothing, if you haven't taken the right actions, that you just can't control it. So you do need to know what's going on in the market. You need to make sure you protect yourself. You need to make sure you're doing whatever you can. And this goes for partners too, because partners' work will dry up. So they need to get out there and network. And and then law firms, of course, are businesses. So they're strategizing who are we going to keep? How are we going to? What are we going to do? All this, and and you're better off. One big thing that I would say. Another thing is, is a lot of attorneys that I talk to have these kind of ego issues, and the ego issues. Are things like, I would only work at this super prestigious type class of law firm. I need to make this much money. I need to work in this big city. I need to all these sorts of things, or I would never do that. Or I wouldn't need, and, and that's fine. It's good to have standards, but at the same time, you need to protect yourself. And when the market turns, especially in large cities, when the market turns, it becomes next to impossible to get things. And people that haven't been through this don't understand it. So what does that mean? It means that if you're a corporate attorney, and you're in San Francisco and New York, and you lose your job, you're going to have a, it it may be for a period of time, could be months, could be a year more, you will not get another job in that market. I don't know how else to put this, but it's just, there's, this is what happens. There's just no job and no one's getting jobs. And so people haven't been through it. They don't recognize it. They don't, there's no, because you're young, you don't have any memory of this, but these are What happens in recessions? People lose everything. And this has happened times that I've seen. It happened in 2000, 2001. That was a very short one. Late 2000, 2001, it happened again in 2008. It's just, and it's happening now. And so this is what will happen. And so you have to be prepared for that. And what that means is it means you have to be looking at other markets. You have to be looking at in-house jobs. You have to be thinking about working in smaller firms. You have to do all these things because this is an emergency. And again, you haven't been through it. So it's every, it's where I live, like every, Eight years, there's a big fire, like it burns the hillsides, and but people don't eight to twelve years or something. People don't remember it, so then they think, oh, it's not going to happen again. So then, but every this is happening, and it's going to happen. So you need to understand that. You also need to understand that there's a lot of other things you can do. If you like being a transactional attorney, you can go into other practice areas or you can start your own firm. If you like being a litigator, you can go into family law or other practice areas or personal injury is another good one. There's all sorts of things that you can do if you to prepare for this. But it's this is a big deal because it's it washes out a lot of people and hurts a lot of people. And a lot of firms aren't prepared for it as well because they don't have the reserves People don't have the reserve. They don't have the, it's just, it's not good. And there's a lot of counter-cyclical practice here. Litigators can go into labor and employment law. That's a practice area you can go into or labor and employment lawyers can stay in it. And um, so these are just some of the, the things that, you know, I wanted to bring to your attention. Another thing that I just wanted to say about, about smaller markets. I have situations all the time where I'll have somebody, I don't know what market, maybe someone that's like a 12th year attorney or 14th year attorney in some sort of corporate transactional role at a big firm in New York, and they're losing their job because the firm doesn't have any more work, billing rates too high. So this person talks to every single recruiter they can in New York, Maybe gets one interview to a small firm, doesn't get anything. And then they come to me and I'm like, okay, you have to look at firms all over the country. And then they suddenly, they get an interview in Grand Rapids, Michigan or something, or I don't know, or a small town. and But they at a good firm that does the kind of work. And then they're like, oh no, I would never work there And I'm thinking of one instance where that happened to a guy and he was from, I don't know where he's from. He's from Australia or England or something. And suddenly it was like, no, I would never work in a small market like that. And then ended up having to move back to his home country and leaving his family here. It's just This is the kind of stuff that happens. And so you have to be very careful during recessions and you have to make sure you're looking at lots of markets. You have to not get comfortable and not believe it's going to happen to you because it does. People die of illnesses. They think bad things happen, accidents. And I'm just saying, no one thinks they're going to get sick. No one thinks that they're going to get hit by a car. No one thinks that... But in this particular instance, like I can tell you that it's happening and it's going to happen. And and because of that, you need to be prepared. And the only way to prepare is to monitor the market, apply to lots of places, network, and make sure that you're also looking at smaller markets as well. I'm going to take a quick break, then I'll come back and answer questions about this. I wanted to give you a general overview of what happens during recessions and practice areas today. And the report that I do send out will be a lot more detailed than what I covered today. But this is a live webinar. will take questions. Some of the questions that I would have would be just thinking if I was a law student, like what's the best status or what's the best thing to do if I'm an attorney, what's the best thing to do and and how to prepare for all this. But you have to prepare. This is the biggest thing I want to leave you with. I think that it's very smart watching these kind of webinars and learning this kind of information because this does affect you and and the people that do the best in this stuff are the ones that are prepared. So I will be back just like one to two minutes and then I'll take questions.
0: Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today.
1: And thank you, by the way, for everyone who's asking questions. This is really helpful, I think, to everyone. And if you have questions and you haven't and you're afraid to ask them, I will not show your name. If your name is showing up in the chat, I will cut and paste it. And if you even if you think your question's dumb, I think, which probably isn't, but even if you think it is, it's definitely not dumb because probably a lot of other people have the same questions. So let me just start with the first one here. Says, I'm a first-year lawyer working in litigation. Just laid off from my job four months in. Wow! I graduated from a top ten law school, but did not end up with a law firm with a large law firm. Instead, I did a summer associate with a smaller law firm with only one attorney above me. The firm's entire practice mostly trusts and states, and I was part of a two-person litigation department. Although I had a small positive experience over the summer with this firm, things turned. South, when I returned, there was almost no work. My hours were low, and extremely harsh feedback, and the formal write-ups who followed. Despite producing some small work, they basically told me I was a terrible attorney. Within six weeks of this warning, I was let go without any guidance or attempts to approve. I admittedly made some mistakes, and I started to feel a bit checked out with how slow the work was. I was also feeling extremely anger and frustrated. Working in big loss seems like a pipe dream now. Can I turn this around? Okay. So the first thing is for everyone that's on this call, especially if you're a young attorney, this is insane. Like someone, again, I'm actually saying this in your defense. An attorney typically doesn't know what they're even doing until they've been out of school for in a law firm for I would say two to four or five years. So just making mistakes right when you come out is not something that's your fault. It sounds to me like this is a not a well-run firm that hired you and, and doesn't really understand, has business issues and all sorts of other things that probably affected their choice to bring you on, which Probably without a lot of work wasn't a good idea. And, and the person running it had their own issues or the people running it. So I don't, I would say that none of this is your fault. Like it's the firm's responsibility to bring you in and train you and, and all that sort of thing. And so I typically, I like to take the side of firms because I want to give people tough love and make them improve. But here it doesn't sound like that, that it was necessarily your problem. What I will say is it doesn't matter where you went to law school and everyone that's on this call that thinks it's important where you went to law school. No one cares. Your law school is important because it may look good. To some clients, but if the firm has a general counsel, the clients are general, but no one really cares where you went to law school. It's all about your work ethic and the type of work you produce and your willingness to learn and all those sorts of things. So sometimes going to a good law school is a real drawback for people because what happens is they assume that makes them a good attorney when the opposite's true. Like you actually, characteristics of a good attorney have nothing to do with where you went to law school. Some of the best the worst lawyers went to the best law school. It's ridiculous. It's, it has nothing to do with anything. So that's the first thing that you need to learn is that you can't ever rely on where you went to law school to to think that's going to get you ahead because it's lunacy. It's like why it's like saying hadn't been a, I don't know, but it doesn't it has to do with the fact that you were able to get into a good school, but it has nothing to do with how well you work with others. You're... So that's the first thing. But that, what, you're not a terrible attorney. You don't even, someone that's that young doesn't even know what they're doing yet. And, and you have to learn what you're doing. You're in no position as a young attorney to to really say that the work you're doing was good or bad, but you have to put in major effort and, and really try hard. So it sounds to me like if the firm had enough work and was very busy, then they wouldn't have been critical of you and you wouldn't have lost your job. They just didn't have the work, which is probably, I don't know why that is. So that's the first thing. Now, can you work in a large law firm? Of course you can. It's ridiculous to think that you can't work in a large law firm because you got lost your first job. What you do have to do, though, is find another job immediately and really do your best to find another job as quickly as you can and make sure you use all the resources you possibly can to find a new job. So your situation is no different than any other attorney that loses their job. You just have to find another job quickly. And you can't be focused on working at a big firm if that's... You're not gonna get a job in a big firm right now, and you may, but but the odds of that are, nope, a big firm's not gonna hire you just because you went to a big law school, a great law school. Big law firms hire lateral junior associates most of the time, not all the time, but 99% of the time. If you've been a summer associate at another big firm, Or something along those lines. And so you may be able to get into a big firm and people get lucky all the time. And I and I've placed people like you in big firms that have had this situation. But for the most part, you're only going to get into a major firm if you are able to get another job and then try to work in a big firm and then move from there and to a big firm later. So that would be the first thing. The other thing I would say is that, that would that's my first main comment. But I people that want to work in large law firms, I think that there's a million reasons to work in large law firms, but it's certainly not for everyone. If you look like the kind of person that a large law firm would hire, and I don't know what it is, then you probably would have gotten a job from on-campus interviewing. It's not, so why didn't that happen? I don't know. Sometimes big law firms are looking for certain types of people that could be that you're too entrepreneurial it could be that you're you seem too independent who knows or it could be that you just don't come across as someone that would take it seriously i don't know it's but it, who cares it's not everybody's meant to do everything and, and you certainly can find your place but but you need to step up and be responsible and not take any of this personally and just keep going that would be my advice okay so this is another question So i'm going to answer this real quickly this just says follow up my earlier question can i have should i put on my resume that i was fired? No, you don't put in your resume, you're fired. Why would you do that? This firm didn't have enough work. It was a small law firm, they didn't have enough work. That's all, that's all the next employer needs to know. No, you don't need to put uh, any of that on your resume. One other thing I would say too, it's just important. One of the benefits sometimes of working at large law firms is large law firms are very nice. They There's very few large law firms that are going to talk about someone getting fired and all sorts of or problems with them. I had a case once where, I had a candidate that was at a big firm. I don't remember what a big, really very prestigious New York firm, and she had some kind of mental breakdown where I think where she actually was schizophrenic or something. I don't know what happened, but but it was talking to herself. and I don't know, and she didn't quit, and the law firm didn't fire. Her. I don't know she because she was just hospitalized. And but you would have thought that she was the best thing that ever happened to this law firm when you call them for. Her. And this is because a lot of these law firms, the large law firms, are not. They don't have sour grapes and they're not trying to hurt people and they realize that attorneys have problems. And so small law firms are not are the only ones a lot of times. Again, I talk a lot of positive things about smaller law firms, but a lot of times if they're run by a few people, they're the ones that are that have sour grapes. In this particular instance with you, this firm just doesn't sound like they have the work. So you just no, you just and that's a great excuse too, by the way. If you if someone lets you go, and you just say no, they didn't have they didn't have enough work, and that's what happens. Not that they, this is, and this too, by the way, is the dynamic. So the dynamic is when work slows down in big law firms or small law firms, what they do is they try to the firms in order to get people to leave, or they just start giving these ridiculously harsh reviews and. That's it's always been that way. It's been that way for 50 years or longer. And this is just what they do. It's nothing to do with you. It's just that's how they get rid of people. And that's how they keep people around. Now, when the economy is really good and people are doing well, then they don't give bad reviews. But if they don't have enough work, they just start giving these really harsh reviews. And that's just how it works. And it's not anything to do with you and just something to think about. Okay. Okay. So this person asked some other questions. I'm going to see. Okay. There's okay. There's a lot of great questions here, so I'm going to try to answer it. I'm going to start answering, them, and I'll get to your everyone's questions. And thank you, by the way, everyone who's asking these questions. Awesome questions. I'm excited to answer so This question is, I work for a partner at Minimal Business who had only never managed one or two people, both of whom, including me, were laid off. During my time at this small firm, I was blamed for what were often they rejected my legal analysis, which turned out to be correct, and I was unable to secure work from them. Other attorneys at the firm because work was some minimal threshold. How can I avoid the situation in the future? And how can I do better if I find myself in this situation again? Okay, this particular question, This, and I think this is a different person because I scrolled past like 30 questions to get this one. But I think this particular question is, I'm not going for Okay. So it doesn't matter if your legal analysis is correct or wrong or not. It's just because when you're working for someone else, and this is something that's hard for people to learn, it doesn't matter if you're right or they're right, Bobby's right. So you have to, you can take your point of view and argue, but if you dig your feet in, you're just going to make the person mad and this is the one paying you. Even though you're told your legal analysis is wrong and you're right, you can offer additional proof, but it's nothing where you need to dig your heels in and you need to Realize you need to get along with a person. I just think that you're when you make one enemy at a firm too, what happens a lot of times they will just be iced out and told your bad news. And so they won't, other people won't give you work. You can get away with this some places, but for the most part, it's very difficult. So the only way to put yourself and in in not in the situation is to go somewhere where there's a lot of work or to be in a practice area where there is a lot of work. Injury is a practice area a lot of times where there's a lot of work. It's a litigation practice area. You have to go someplace where there's a lot of work. It could be a firm where you're not making as much money, but anywhere that there's a lot of work, you'll have the opportunity to, this stuff is not take that seriously. The only place where you're going to get this kind of treatment is if there's not a lot of work, which is something that everyone should realize. Now, if you go to a firm with big clients, they're going to expect a certain status of work. But if there's a lot of work, you can get away with a lot of stuff. It's funny. So I'll- I want to make a point for everyone on this call, because it's important to understand I had when I was practicing law, I was, I was in these big firms, and, and I had this one case, I won't get into it. But I was up against the these insurance defense attorneys that were horrible, like they were when I say horrible, like the, they would turn in these documents to the court that would in, in, there would be two sentences that cut off mid-sentence, that something would be cut and paste and it wouldn't make any sense because it was from another. It was just horrible stuff. And uh, and I, I couldn't even believe it and how bad these attorneys were. But but at the same time, like they were partners in a 300 person law firm and but with a lot of work. So they may not have been And that kind of stuff. You couldn't get away with first year associate at a huge law firm, but they were able to get away with it at these insurance defense. Now, I'm not saying that all insurance defense attorneys are bad because it's just not the case. I and mean, some are extraordinary and there's very good insurance defense firms. But in this particular case, these were not good attorneys that good, and there wasn't a good firm. So the point is, anywhere where there's a lot of work, you're going to be able to get away with a lot of stuff. And, and if there's not, then you can't. So in a good economy, you can get away with a lot of stuff and in, in a bad one, you can't. So it's just the thing to understand is anytime you go someplace where where, where there's not a lot of work, you're going to be badly reviewed and and you're going to feel a lot of pressure and, and you can't get away with stuff. Okay, what practice areas remain unaffected by economic downturns? what practice here is the most economically resilient. So again, so I talked about this in the webinar, but the litigation is one of them that does very well in most economic downturns. And then a lot of plaintiff's work does very well. And And then those are some of the main ones, family law, other ones that I spoke about on the webinar. And I will send around to everyone a report about all this.
0: Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in
1: order to answer every question. Okay, so someone asked about patent prosecution. Patent prosecution, so there's a couple Different issues with patent prosecution. This is just a quick question. Patent prosecution, typically, a lot of times, new patents won't be as active, but existing patents will be, firms will often have a lot of existing work. And because there's so much investment in that, it just doesn't stop. There's different types of patent-related work. So there's biotech, there's, so there's things requiring ease and mechanical. But for the most part, most patent work, I don't notice a huge slowdown. And patent work during recessions. And, and if anything, a lot of the work that's done by large firms often will go to smaller firms. So there's always a lot of work in smaller firms. Okay. So this is a good question. And so I'm going to, this is, I'm actually excited for this question. Okay. So this question is markets during what happens in smaller markets during, during recessions. So yes. So What happens during recessions, it's always happened. And I've told this story before in webinars, but I think it's a fun story. In 2008 or 2011, there was a massive recession in the U.S. in the legal market. We had offices in San Francisco and then... York and Chicago. And, and everyone, I all of our recruiters were addicted to working with big firms and big markets. And the reason for that is, is a lot of times recruiters, I'm sure if you talk to recruiters, they want to tell you about big firms. And I think that first of all, it's a lot of times it's all they know. But another thing is a lot of them, their ego is related to working with big attorneys, big firms, which is crazy. You don't understand it, but this is just how the profession has always worked. Not This is not what we do, but we but this is how it's always worked. But these recruiters in Chicago was very interesting. They were led by someone that wasn't an attorney that was just was very good at listening to instructions and did very well. And I was like, you need to not worry about placing people in Chicago. You need to take your candidates and you can try placing them in Chicago, but you need to start working and sending them to the suburbs and these smaller markets and things. And, and I said the same thing to our recruiters in New York and other markets. So the recruiters in New York had, I think in 2008 to 10, but their worst years ever. Like it was just a zombie apocalypse there in terms of transactional. And, and the same thing with the people in the Bay Area. They actually had a pretty good year because there was a lot of patent litigation. But for the most part, it had re- it really slowed down. Now that they were, and they were all women, they were working in Chicago had their best year ever. And it was because they started placing everyone in all these suburbs. And so what happens during recessions is the firms in the big markets always, they have high billing rates. And so their clients will, a lot of times, instead of sending work to the firms with the highest billing rates, will send a lot of their work to their smaller firms that tend to be in suburbs or smaller markets. And those those firms actually experience growth many times in, in, in terms of the volume of work, and there's and they do well. And I've noticed that over and over again. And it's just, it's always been the case. So how do you, all this, the best piece of advice I can give you is you start looking at a lot of smaller, you look outside of major cities and in smaller markets. Now that's not to say there isn't work in smaller and major markets. There's all sorts of firms that are off that people don't know about and things, but just think about it strategically. In, in big markets, the biggest firms are getting are laying people off. So all those attorneys are applying to the same big firms and they're all egos and stuff are connected to working for these big firms. So they don't think about firms in the suburbs and all this other stuff, even though there might be more long-term employment stability and all sorts of advantages to doing that. I've always thought the, I mean, to, to me, it's just the, it's a no-brainer. That's what I would do and it works. Okay, let's see. Okay. Okay. This is an interesting question. So this person is saying this is a recent question, and I will get to your earlier questions as well. It's first saying how do firms how do firms go about promoting social department time of crisis recession considering they have to deal with potential financial constraints. So it's the same. So the rules that they follow are they may make fewer partners. So. This year, a lot of firms did make a lot of partners, which I think they were probably planning on doing even before the recession. But what I would say is they're always, people are always going to get promoted. What the firms do is they look for people that are generating the most business and bringing in the most hours. And that's really how it works or have the most potential. It's the same thing that happens in every recession or every market. So the attorneys that are most likely to be promoted are the ones that build the most hours because hours are not just a question of how hard you work. They're also a question of who's willing to give you work because they think you do good work for their clients. So if partners in the firm are willing to give you work, that means that you obviously are doing good work and clients probably think you're doing good work of those partners. So it's a smart thing for them to make you a partner because you 're probably going to do that and be able to impress clients in the future that's the logic and it's pretty good logic the other The other thing that happens in recessions is there always are attorneys inside of firms that are building books of business or have built books of business, and those people are also made partners as well and the firms are worried about them leaving. They do have to show the market that they're healthy but during recessions, even some of the largest law firms may this year for example have made 20 partners. It may make one or two partners in a bad market. It's just, it depends. But th- th- there's always room at the top for the best people. And the best people are either the people that are billing the most hours or most likely to have business and are most likely to continue doing that. So that the reason hours are often so important, is not just because the hours do send a message to the firm that this person's willing to work harder than others, which is huge. But they're, the big thing they send is it's like, people are giving this person work. This must be a good attorney like people are letting them bill all these hours. This is a good attorney. So that's the reason. If you think about it, how, you know, what you would do, if you have someone that, that example would be someone that does home maintenance. Some people may come around your house and do really good work and other people may not. And the people that do good work, you're going to want to give work over and over again because it's just not crap. So I have people that, do work for me and business. And sometimes whether it's whatever, but they just turn in crap and I know who they are. And, and in a good economy, I'm tolerated a little bit, but then in a bad economy, I'm like, this is crazy. Like, why would I continue giving this person work when they're not? And it's the same thing with law firms. If someone's doing good work, you're going to get work over and over again. And if you're not, so that's what hours mean. It's not that it means that you work harder than others, which is true. It means that you do good work, and they want to get, and you're getting repeat business from people, and that's huge. That's very important. And the idea is that you'll do the same thing with clients. Okay, so this is someone that has a question: Should I include the firm that I worked for four months and somewhere on my resume? Yeah, you have to. Now you can say you were a clerk there if you didn't, if it was before the bar or something. But yes, you have to. You can't. You have to include that job on your resume. Okay, so this is another person that asked a question about e-discovery, and, and they, I think they asked a couple of times, and I'll answer that real quickly. So I think e-discovery is a great practice area. I think that people can do very well in that. I've seen what I like about e-discovery is it provides you. There's definitely been a lot of additional work that is, that's come about in law firms and 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 even remote as well. So. I think that's a good practice area. I've seen a lot of openings for it. I, it's not an area where they typically, where recruiters like my, what I do are always involved, but there's always a lot of openings and. Uh, even for senior people with 10 plus years of experience. I think that during a bad economy, I think litigation increases. So I think these particular types of jobs will also increase. And for those of you that aren't familiar with these jobs, they actually can pay very well and you can partner. It's just a lot of work. My concern with e-discovery in the future is going to be what is like AI and machine learning and and that sort of thing. So I think that's going to affect how this work is going to be done in the future. So I think it's going to hurt maybe some of the potential of people's skills right now. But I think you could certainly upgrade your skills and learn more about it. So I think what I'm saying is I think that different types of technology will make this work a lot more efficient. And when that happens, just like word processing departments and other things and law firms aren't the same as they used to be, I think that will affect it. But I do think this is a good practice area and I'm seeing a lot of openings for it. I'm seeing a lot of senior openings. I'm seeing law firms taking it very seriously. I'm seeing a lot of very high salaries paid in that. So I think it's a good practice area. I also like that it's a job that people can do well and it's, it's always been around. And I also think if it's a, I think this person asked for an elaboration, it's something where I think you can ask for, if you do e-discovery, I think there's a lot of opportunities to to start your own business or to work for newer companies. And there's just a lot of opportunity.
0: That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.